Hi, I'm Naomi May, writer and fashion editor, and I am so excited to be joined today by George Barrett, who is the Sustainability Manager at John Lewis Partnership. George, welcome to the Sat Cold Podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, can you start by telling me a little bit about how you initially got interested in sustainability and where that started for you? Yeah, it's a big and interesting question. I don't think I had... Uh, a certain eureka moment you mm-hmm. you hear people now who are saying oh, i've seen this netflix documentary and and now i'm so passionate about that i think it goes back to certain family values i grew up with my grandparents very much instilled this waste not want not mentality mm-hmm. uh, in me kind of repairing clothes or mm-hmm. not wasting food mm-hmm. um, growing stuff in the garden as much mm-hmm. as possible and i think i just took that forwards uh, with me i think then perhaps through school and through university, started to get really interested in understanding, I suppose, the social and environmental impacts that Mm. big businesses have, but also how they can, I suppose, minimise their footprints, but also have a positive handprint in society Mm. as well. And you obviously work for John Lewis Partnerships. How do we go about conceiving the sustainable practices that you implement within the business? What does that process look like? Yeah, so really... um, It's really interesting because we're such a varied business Mm -hmm. at John Lewis. We sell over 300,000 products across multiple channels, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in various different geographies as well. So um, I think the way we try to think about this is fundamental retail practices, product, customer, Mm -hmm. supply chains. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you take those three lenses and think, okay, well, fundamentally, how can we make our our products more sustainable? Mm -hmm. So we might be thinking about you know, better raw materials, mm-hmm. um, manufacturing conditions, you know, with good mm-hmm. chemical and water practices, designing with recyclability in mind and ensuring that the products we're placing on the market are the very best possible. And that's what John Lewis is particularly renowned for. We know we're, we're loved and trusted for those high quality products mm-hmm. that last a lifetime and can be loved for a lifetime as mm-hmm. well. Then we think about new business models as well. So not just this linear product of buying more and more perfect new stuff actually how can we offer customers the opportunity to own and interact with products in a different way like renting or Mm -hmm. recycling or reusing Mm -hmm. um, or even repairing and refurbing themselves Mm -hmm. and then also thinking more broadly about uh, downing us our our supply chains so how can we work with our suppliers to make sure we're I suppose mitigating waste um, in their supply chains and providing them with sustainable and fair incomes mm. as well. And then lastly, and I think most importantly, is actually how can you really shift customer mindsets? Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be through, you know, novel, or innovative things like little sculptures or something like that, or big brand marketing campaigns or press releases or in-store mm-hmm. activations that mm-hmm. just try to educate customers in different ways. So mm-hmm. there's different lenses, but that's how we go about, I suppose, implementing sustainability practices in the business. And you just mentioned a lot of different elements of sustainability there. Which one do you find most exciting to be a part of? Wow. Uh, I think for me, the biggest thing is fundamentally how how is business going to play a role in, in enabling the UK to achieve net zero? Uh, and to do that, we're going to need businesses to operate in an entirely different way. We're going to need consumers to behave differently. We're going to have to almost create entirely new networks and and new economies Um, and for me that's really exciting and therefore it's how do you take this big brilliant brand that I work for that's known and loved across the UK 
but we're going to have to operate in different ways. You know, we're going to have to sell different products. We're going to have to enter new markets, offer new services. And for me, so it's that business model transformation that really gets me um, excited because it's tough. And I think that's the, if you're not investing your time and effort on the biggest challenge, then, um, then you're not going to grow it yourself, but also you're not going to have the biggest impact that you can deliver. Mm. And talk to me about the circular economy. To somebody who isn't familiar with that term, what exactly does, yeah. is it referring to and what does it mean? Yeah, it's a bit of a fuzzy buzz kind of buzzword that came bit. up in the, in the mid kind of 2015 time. Mm -hmm. The circular economy is about how can we really reutilize materials, products, services, um, and human effort and energy um, in a different way, and therefore try to keep it within planetary bounds. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not that complicated. But to go from where we are today to a truly circular economy, that's a big shift. But and exciting to see certain governments like um, the likes of the Amsterdam and Berlin municipal governments post-pandemic have really embedded circular economy thinking into their, I suppose, economic um, strategy. So we're at the foothills, but uh, you know, it's exciting to see what's going to happen over the next few years. And I think actually most leaders today are waking up to the reality that business has to change. But the toughest thing for a sustainability professional like myself that wants to see the change at 100 miles an hour as quickly as possible, as big as possible, is actually working out how do you navigate that story or the narrative over time, both for a business leader, but also for a customer as well. Someone um, very wise said to me recently that in the sustainability space, we are selling organic avocados to toddlers. Um, both in terms of you know, senior leaders who might not be as familiar with the sustainability agenda, but also to customers. There's this swathe of language, net zero, circular economy, viscose, all of these different terms. And we've got to make sure that we're helping people along the way. So that's the challenge, but it also gets me out of bed in the morning too. That's good. And what are some immediate things that both businesses and people can do to be a part of the change? Yeah, I think... Firstly, taking the consumer question, I think it's the best way we're going to drive the most amount of change here is getting the largest amount of people in the UK making smaller changes rather than expecting few of us to make mass wholesale change. So if you look on the food side, for example, if we can get people perhaps removing two of their weekly meals you know, and not having meat, that would be a massive impact. If we can get customers actually at the end of uh, the life of a product, whether that's food, fashion, whatever, going, okay, I'm not going to put this in the bin. I'm going to make sure I clean it, wash it, and make sure it goes in the right place. Shopping, looking at second-hand ranges, looking at rental, trying things out. And I suppose the quickest thing a customer can do in the fashion space today is we know that extending the lifetime of a garment by as little as nine months can reduce its carbon footprint by around 15 to 20%. Therefore, look in your wardrobe, 70%, around 60, 70% of wardrobes are pretty much unworn. You have some brilliant items in there. Um, so actually take some pride in it. And I, I kind of, we have a little a challenge amongst ourselves at work where we say every Friday, try and wear something that you haven't worn for a good six months and see how you can refresh, refresh your wardrobe. Um, and that's a little change, but it could have a massive impact. That's a really good um, it's a really good idea. I'm going to give that a go. Please and I do. can also vouch for the fact that so much of a wardrobe can be totally unworn. Yeah. Um, what part do you, what part to play do you think social media has in all of this? Yeah, social media, pros and cons, mm -hmm. I think. Um, I think the challenge with social media is always going to be about um, 
this sense of newness, this sense of the kind of fear of missing out. I think we live in this fast-paced, interconnected world, you know, and the youngsters now are really kind of growing up being digitally native. And I think the risk of that is that um, we feel out of touch, we don't build connections, and people actually want more stuff because they see it more frequently. And this, this almost societal pressure to want new stuff, I think, is partly stemming from from social media. I find it really interesting that at a time when we have more stuff than ever and there's a narrative about are we reaching peak stuff that people feel lonelier, they feel like they're more stressed, they're more anxious and they feel we don't have societal connections whereas previously, I like the phrase that we're walking backwards to the future where we look at our grandparents and they had these great kind of communities well they would repair stuff, they would share stuff, they would reuse stuff probably rent TVs in their day as well. So actually, we're just kind of walking back um, to the future with some of this stuff. What's the easiest way for people who are interested in engaging with these conversations to do so if they're, if they're not quite sure how to? I think, you know, reading wonderful journal, uh, you know, journalists such as yourself, um, reading good articles, good books, um, getting out there, going to events, going to courses. But I think fundamentally, like, just try stuff. And, and it's not some, um, I think people think sustainability is this kind of like different topic, this different way of existing. And it's not everyone can do it. Everyone at home can do it. Uh, you know, resole your shoes, clean your shoes rather than buying a new pair. You do, there's all these things. We need everybody to behave in a different way as well. It's a collective. Exactly. Moment, isn't it? George, thank you so much for joining us on the Sat Cold podcast today. Thanks for having me. Thank you.